Welcome to the Locals Only Lounge. I'm your host, back at you, Andrew Dyer, um, joined again by producer John Cross. John, what's up? Uh, not much. Excited to uh, hear what you're bringing to the table tonight, Andrew, for our conversation. <laughs> um, I need to introduce our guest, Nate Wiggins. Nate, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Also excited to uh, uh, see what you... Uh... <laughs> what we're going to discuss here uh, sure and... sure so if you're just listening to this in your podcast feed um this is the locals only lounge it's a, a a less structured show if you want to get all of the details for tomorrow's match this today is tuesday the 13th of june uh we have a home match tomorrow against san antonio if you want details about pregame uh the match all of that uh, we talked a little bit about the Borussia Dortmund uh, match next month, um, as well as uh, some of the other things going on with the supporter group. Uh, please go and check out the uh, the other show, the <laughs> Loyal Locals podcast, uh, either on YouTube or in your podcast feed. Um, but yes, uh, without further ado, let's get into some stuff for the lounge. So. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about the uh, Major League Soccer uh, expansion team on these lounge shows. Um, and, and yeah, it's been, you know, the conversation has kind of been all across the map. People have a lot of different thoughts about the team. Uh, but one of the more, one of the fun aspects of the team is that it's a, a sort of, it's like a blank slate, right? There's this MLS team that's coming. Uh, they don't have a name. They don't have a logo. They don't have. They don't have colors. So uh, they've been. Uh, well, I say they've been as if they've been repeatedly going out and talking to people. But I was looking at their social media, and it doesn't look like they've been uh, repeatedly going out to places. But more like they went out one time, asked a series of questions, and have been cutting up. <laughs> those that video to release periodically if you look at their social media uh a lot of the things that they're posting are from the one event they had at snapdragon uh and they just keep posting stuff from that or uh austin guerrero former lord loyal goalkeeper uh down in chula vista and in el cajon talking to folks about uh about the team um and they are just I don't know how many questions he asked people, but they are milking that for what it's worth. Uh, last week, they released uh, a kind of a supercut of suggested team names. Um, now, if you talk to people who talk to people, you know that this MLS team is kind of settled on a name. Uh, their CEO uh, said it, you know, when the team was announced. Um, it's either San Diego Football Club or Football Club San Diego. They're 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 going one way or the other, but it's the same thing, right? Um, but because there's this need to get community input, they are kind of putting on a show of of searching for uh, names and and colors. Uh, so uh, they release this video. Uh, it's like a supercut of people suggesting names. Um, and at the end, they just kind of cram all of the SDFC stuff all together, kind of uh, a little bit telling. So uh, before I get to the list that I've made from that video, um, I want to throw it out to you all, Nate, John, 
what are the worst names you've seen thrown at the wall for this MLS team? I'm, I'm going to let Nate go on this. SDFC. <laughs> <laughs> the name that they want. Yeah. Why do you not like SDFC? Um, I just, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like it's just like branding. It, it, it's not authentic branding. It's branding off of, like you know english and european soccer culture um branding off of like even like mls culture i mean uh you know tom penn one of the founders of lafc is also one of the founders of this club like you know um and and i, I don't think that there's a, there's a coincidence there um and I, you know i'll just real quick want to piggyback off something you said andrew when you're talking about like the going out into the community i feel like it's kind of like the facade of going out into the community when like they've already pretty much settled on, on what the name is, is going to be. Um, and yes, I, I think that that is, I don't know, to me, it's just like, you couldn't think of anything more creative, like at, at least, I don't know. I mean, just, yeah. To me, it just, it just seems lazy to me. Yeah. It's not a defense of SDFC. I'm also not really a fan of it, but there is an argument that I've heard that, because it's generic that the supporters get to make it what they want. Right. So LAFC, I feel like uh, even though it's a newer club, they do have a distinct supporter culture. And um, I don't think I don't look at LAFC and see a generic club. I do see a club with a, a vibrant, you know, supporter culture and all that. Um, but I think, from where we're at right now, it, it, it is not very appealing. John, what's what's the worst uh, name you've seen thrown out for this club? I, I don't. I mean, I, I think I said this on the podcast last time because I don't really – I don't – when I say I don't care, I just don't have a feeling one way or the other since it's not a team that I will be supporting. But I think coming up with a name is – is inherently difficult. It doesn't matter. No, there's not a name you can come up with that that people are going to like. That everybody's going to say, "Oh, yeah, that name is amazing." A lot of people don't and like I think, loyal. I hated well, loyal when it first. Right. When that was when that was Russ's name. I was like, "What the hell?" I I think there were a lot of people when when they did the reveal for the loyal and they, they you know, it went down and everybody kind of clapped and went, eh. you know, they were just kind of. Like, okay, I guess, you know, maybe it'll grow on me. And I think it does. I don't think it matters whatever the name is. I remember when MLS, all the original names came out and they were doing it and everybody thought they were just, they were stupid. And now we don't think twice about saying the galaxy or or some of these other city slash, you know, names, whatever they came up with originally. I see the argument about like a SDFC being generic and you can make it whatever you want, but I think whatever name you come up with okay you can make here it before i whatever get whatever you want to this list uh what is a worse name sdfc or san diego wave i actually kind of like i i don't i kind of like the the name san diego wave i feel like it it is you know you sure it, about it, that yeah you know i because <laughs> I think it, it, you know, it, it taps into at least something that is like a part of San Diego culture. Now it's like literally the most basic thing when it comes to San Diego culture is like the culture of the ocean. Um, but it's like somebody from what somebody from like Nebraska would name 
the uh, the uh, <laughs> San Diego team. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know, again, it is it is tapping into like the most basic element of like what it means to be San Diego. But to me, at least, that's like something as opposed to just mm-hmm. like taking the name and then putting football club after it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, John, the the worst name you've heard is what? I I haven't been paying attention to the names, so I I don't think I can give that a fair answer. Okay. I'm going to tell you my personal worst, and then I'll, I'll give you the list that I've I've come up with. Personally, the worst name that I've seen thrown out is San Diego Surf. Uh, if you are not involved in like youth sports, you might not be aware, but San Diego Surf is actually a massive youth club. Mm-hmm. There is it started, of course, in San Diego. The Surf. Uh, there is now East County Surf. There is South County Surf. There is San Diego Football Club Surf, which was uh, formerly SDFC up in Forest Ranch. There is um, uh, Los Angeles Surf. There's Santa Monica Surf, who actually were just in the EA National Championship game. Um, there is, uh, I believe there is a surf. Uh, there are sur- There's like Dallas Surf. There's like New Jersey Surf. There is like a Nash. It's like McDonald's. Like, there are surf soccer clubs across the country for kids. Um, and uh, it seems like this is a name that people uh, like to throw out for the MLS team. And it always just, uh, yeah, it really, really isn't one of my favorite. Uh, Jerry Ibarra is in the chat, uh, says, don't call it mission, please. I think that if you know anything about the history of this region or the history of colonization, um, things like mission and conquistadors doesn't quite sit well, although there is a conquistador youth club as well. (laughs) I think we, we went through the same growing pains with names when it was going to the way we had the exact same names that are being thrown out right now were the names that got thrown out when, the oil we're trying to start. I, I see the same names recycled by some of the same people who are interested in in seeing a name. And I just I I can't wait till they pick a name just so this conversation is done. I, I hate this part of any team. We went through it as the oil, the the MLS team is going through it. I don't remember the wave I did they reach out to the community do or did they just name it. Nobody, nobody heard nothing from them. All of a sudden, they just dropped a template team logo, and although I think with the colors it, it works pretty well, but um, and now that they have, I, a fan I do base, like the colors it, for the wave quite a bit. Yeah, and and that's the thing, like the the fans kind of make the the club what it is. Like the branding doesn't right. really uh, do it, but I do want to. So, like I said, the this club has been uh, milking uh, these these videos for for content because they have nothing else to to post okay so i want to preface this with some of these suggestions came from children <laughs> so i'm kind of making i'm i'm not i'm not making fun of You're making fun of kids no we can just acknowledge it and then no, it's fine it's fine let's just be upfront about what we're doing here i'm no, telling you man kids it's all it's fine i've got a kid i've got a kid and god he's got some really dumb ideas like just real dumb stuff. And when I was a kid before and I was really dumb. So, but so some of these are from kids. I'm not, 
if this is your kid in the video, I'm not picking on your kid. It's just a list of names. Um, so uh, in no particular order, these seagulls, what do we think of the seagulls? I mean, there's already the San Diego goals and that's a different sport. So like, what? Well, like, no, that's already, no, but that already exists. <laughs> okay. 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 <clears throat> How about the Cholos? <laughs> it's again something that already exists. Not, you know, not a San Diego team, but I mean, for all intents and purposes. Okay. 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 Let me throw this one at you. The soccers. I feel like this is. I feel like you're just messing with us. I, this. These cannot be real suggestions. Are these Watch, real dude, it's all their Instagram reels. These are real suggestions. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh this is, yeah. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> okay. The the breakers. What? That, wait. Don't, also, don't we have also, a club? Also, a youth club. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that's that, that already. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dago. No, just I can't even acknowledge that. What? <laughs> I mean, okay. So I know that Dago is is like a slang term for San Diego, but it's also like a racial slur against Italians. Like, and like, is that even? Oh, like, is that even? I, I I feel like that's not even. Like, I don't know. I I don't. I never grew up with people calling San Diego Dago. I never. That was never a thing for for me. I felt like that was always something. That like outside of California, like people outside of California think kind of like the whole like California being Cali, but like no one from California calls it Cali. It's what people from outside of California call it. That's how I always felt about um, about Dago. It's like, oh it's man, like, I don't know, man. I I do hate the Cali thing. Uh, Jerry's asking in the in the chat. I think it's Jolos, like 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 Tijuana, the Jolos, like that. Not not like the not the slur. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, at least from the from the video. Okay, I want to get into uh, what was the other one? Okay, strikers. Are we feeling the strikers? I feel like that's also is that also a youth team? That is also a youth club. Yeah. Okay. Correct. You're, you're, there's like a theme here yeah. of like names that already exist for like other teams. Um. Yeah, and then uh, so it's not all of them. Um, they threw out the the currents. Yeah, but that's Kansas City's women's team, KC Current. Okay, so another uh, name that is taken. Uh, the Sunset. Another kind of conceptual name. San Diego Sunset? I tell you, sunset. no no name ever sounds good. It doesn't matter what you put out there. Sunset's no name sounds it's not good. San Diego thing. Okay. Oh, uh, what about the soul? S O L. There's already a San Diego soul, but that's basketball. I just woke up today and decided to be a hater. I guess I think that's <laughs> no. Th these are the no. Th that's the whole thing. Is like these are yeah. the worst names that were thrown out in that video. Was, I, I, I gotta thing. ask you. Was one of because I saw this on I saw this from people on social media. Was San Diego Chargers one of the things that was. Uh, I don't know about Chargers specifically, but they released a new reel and it's the same group of people from the same time period uh, talking about colors, team colors. And so um, as imaginative and creative as these names were, uh, some of the colors that were thrown out uh, might be familiar to you, um, like blue and gold. Does that... <laughs> Sound familiar? 
How about how about brown? Do we like brown as a team color? Those kind of ring a bell. (laughs) Uh, Red and black. Oh wow, we are really getting bold here. (laughs) Yeah, um, a lot of people. uh, Anyone uh, anyone suggest uh, Terrero blue and white, or was that not even a suggestion? Was that uh, you know blue? Blue is a very you know so. In the, in the hierarchy of like colors that people know and that they have in their brain, I think blue ranks very high. You know, that's like a Sesame Street color. Uh, y- your red, your blue, your green. Like these are like the, I mean, red, blue, and green. That's like, you know, you do photography. That's like one of the, you know, uh, CMYK. Nobody knows what that is. Cyan, magenta. I mean, nobody cares. But RGB, red, red blue, and green, like people know that one. Um. Uh. Yeah. A lot of people in the video uh, were wearing the generic MLS scarf, and they just say black and white. So that's your uh, your MLS update uh, from me spending five minutes watching their Instagram reels. Um, they are just posting stuff from the one or two events that they've had uh, ad nauseum repeatedly to have content to post until they have anything more. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was what I wanted to bring to the lounge, uh, for y'all. Um, John, (laughs) did that meet your expectations? (laughs) It was, uh, I I wasn't sure where you're going with that. I just, I'm not going anywhere. Well, no, but like you, you teased us in the pre-show a little bit, but. I might have I, over, I might have oversold it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm just I hated the process with the oil. I just the colors and the name. Just someone just needs to pick it and be done with it. And whether it's going to be SDFC or FCSD, like just do the name and move on, and and then start doing your connections to the community. I, I think. Wow. People aren't going to like it. I mean, we had the footy McFooty face, right? And had the vote and we had other. The most original uh, internet joke I've ever heard. Oh my goodness. That is a, that's a deep cut. That was was like 20, what, like 2016, 2017? I mean, Scotland did it first. Scotland did it first with the boat. And then. Yeah, Bodie McBoat face. Every, every internet voting thing for like at least 10 years after that uh, just copied it. Right. And it's, I think that's always the danger when you put stuff out to fan groups and community, you're just going to get hit with all kinds of ridiculous names. Some people are going to put things they think are serious. Some people won't understand why a name like Mission SD um, is problematic, you know, and and will defend it. And then then you start getting into John, it sounds like you've gone woke. Sounds like you've gone woke, John. But they're just, I, 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 this is the part, like I said, I hated this when the oil was going through it. I'm glad I, when the name came up with oil, I was, that was like sunset to me. When you said, what do you think about sunset? I was like, oil, it feels like we're trying too hard with that one. But now I don't even think about it, right? It, It doesn't, I don't think about it in that way. And I think that's what happens with a name. I wasn't in love with the wave when they came up with that name. I thought, yeah, it's pretty cookie cutter, generic, you know, wave. 
and now I don't think about it. It's like a They're creative the team, right? NBA it's just it's the it's name, like, and the wave is like you, one you, of those you, templates in a video game that you can just name your team, <laughs> right? And and whether it is or isn't or how they approached it, but now everybody just accepts the name. That's that's what it is, and I I just I can't wait for them to finish, get the name, pick the colors, and then move forward from there. I mean, to me, there's there's bigger issues with that club. I'm talking about SDFC, by the way. I mean, wave different conversation, but there's bigger issues with SDFC that like there that are reasons why I'm not exactly jumping at the bit to support that club than what their name will be. And there's a lot other. Yeah, things but I mean, we've been talking heavy. about that so much. I'm like, it's there's, like such a tired conversation. I'm trying to like bring a a, a, a certain levity yeah. to to this um jerry says padres is a dumb name if you think about it and very offensive Honestly, <laughs> i'm with you there jerry yeah. <laughs> the only uh name in pro sports that is uh completely uh in spanish right in, in at least in the u.s with the city and the name of the team hmm. i never really thought about that At least it was when I was. Right, a so kid. Me, that's what the the but, one piece me, of Padres trivia I knew when I was ten years old. <laughs> well, we'll kind of stay with MLS a little bit, but let's pivot to the probably the biggest news, at least in this country, maybe in all of soccer. But what are your thoughts about Messi signing for MLS? I mean, and okay, what does okay. it mean, maybe outside of MLS? At least it wasn't the fucking Saudis, like. Jesus Christ, these these golfing, I mean, these golfers and Ronaldo, of course, Ronaldo went over there like, goddamn, like, at least, I mean, I mean, MLS, you know, evil empire, whatever you want to call it, like, at least they didn't go to fucking Saudi Arabia to play in that bullshit ass league. I mean, I, I think it's huge um, talking talking about Messi coming coming stateside, coming to MLS. And I think it's it's something that, like, John, you're asking about how what, what's it like outside of MLS. I think that this is something that transcends the league. I think that this is something that, you know, I was every single day when I'm at work, I usually on my laptop will, will throw on one of the midday ESPN shows um, around the horn or, or pardon the interruption. And that was something that they were talking about. And that they never talk about MLS even during the playoffs, even during the MLS championship game, they never talk about MLS, but they were talking about this. It was the lead story on SportsCenter. They never talk about MLS on SportsCenter. Um, and and so I think that it's something that is is so big. I had people that are non-soccer fans that were, you know, that have been that have been talking about it, that have been asking my my opinion of it, um, that are saying, all right, you know, now I want to start following, now I want to start following MLS. And like I think that, you know, it's 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 something that you know, it, it, for them, it could start with him coming in that, and that's how their first forte into soccer is. My real first forte into soccer was when Beckham came to the LA Galaxy, and that was the first time I really paid attention to soccer outside of just the World Cup. Um, and I think that this is Beckham times a thousand because not only I think is is you know in my opinion Messi is the, the greatest player ever, but also when Beckham came in two thousand seven, that was at the the advent of social media, but now Messi coming is, is, you know, right at the, the, you know, social media is this such this looming presence. I mean, now I think I saw inter Miami is the fifth most followed fifth or sixth most followed um, uh, American team on Instagram. The only ones that have more followers are like the Lakers. 
Lakers, Warriors, Bulls. Pathetic. Um, pathetic. Like, like the. You, what do you mean that's pathetic? I think that that's cool. That that. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's, it's like more a critique about like the American like psyche than than it is like the league. Like sports fans in this country are just so it's so pathetic. They're so pathetic. I mean, they're. I mean, they really are. Like, I, th- I think for people who are already into soccer, like for me, who who likes soccer, like I don't need Lionel Messi to come to the league for me to pay attention to it. And I think it sucks that it takes stunts like this to get people to care about soccer, to get around the horn, to talk about soccer. Um, You have to have a stunt like this. But, I mean, American soccer has a long history of uh, being like this retirement league for big-name stars. It goes all the way back to the 70s when Pelé came and played here. Um, for for the New York Cosmos, I mean, it was a big it was a big sideshow, it was a big circus. Like, it was a huge deal in the seventies, and, and and people thought like, this is how soccer is going to break through in the U.S. And guess what? That league folded. <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, Pele was not the savior of, of American soccer. Now it did get people playing soccer, um, and, and I think it did inspire some stuff, but it wasn't the thing that made people like soccer. Uh, in, in the 1990s, having the World Cup here, people thought that was going to be the thing that got soccer going in the U.S. And, y- you know, yeah, it kind of, uh, it, I think it helped get MLS off the ground. Yeah, there, right? wouldn't, be, there wouldn't be a, a top-flight professional league in the U.S. Right, in right. the 94 World Cup. So, but then at, at the same time, like, it, it wasn't the thing that made the American public, it didn't catapult soccer into uh the realms of the big three sports um i think hockey is still more well regarded uh in the general like you know uh zeitgeist than is professional soccer um and you know like you said beckham coming you know i i don't know i i don't it it, it i i think it's cool i'm glad messi is coming to play in the states it's it's really fucking cool and and like He's my favorite, like, international, like, player. Like, it's always, if you look at these idiots on Twitter, like, Ronaldo or Messi, I guess it's not as much of a a debate as it used to be. It used to be a big debate. Um, It's definitely not a debate anymore. But, uh, you know, I was always, like, a Messi guy as opposed to a Ronaldo guy. And um, it's awesome. And it's, it's, it's cool that he's coming here. But, like, it's frustrating that it takes crap like this and stunts like this to get people to talk about soccer whenever i feel like the the uh the positive aspects of the game and and the the joy in watching and and following the sport should be enough and 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 as long as we have to do stuff like this to make people pay attention to it it's not going to become what what it should be i think all those things are they're stepping stones. I mean, I was a kid when Pele came and that was an influence on me. Well, I mean, I have to say my dad was probably the biggest influence because he was English and he helped start our local league. I mean, so I, I did have some family um, kind of pushing for the sport as well. But as a kid and looking at the things because the NASL was around when I was a kid and the outdoor soccers played and, you know, got to see Pele play and a lot of different people, George Best and Cruyff and, you know, a bunch of people and watch the games on television. And 
all my friends played soccer. And then when the NASL folded, when I was in high school, then there was this weird kind of transition as we were just had, I don't remember if it was just before, or just after we got awarded the 90 World Cup. But there was this weird wall for a while where we didn't have anything. But you did have a lot of people who liked sport. With Major League Soccer starting, you know, it, it kind of rekindled a bunch of that. We had big crowds for games initially in this country for the Major League Soccer teams. And we had big stars that were on those original teams that had just played in the World Cup. But like when Beckham came, I think that is, yeah, it's a gimmick, but it also is a bit of a stepping stone. I, I totally forgot and didn't realize till I heard it earlier today. I was listening to a different podcast and they mentioned when Beckham arrived in 2007, I think it was, there were only 13 teams in MLS. I mean, we're 15-ish years later and we just announced the 30th team. And that's a that's a tremendous amount of growth for that particular league. And I am certain Messi coming will will be just another stepping stone. My big thing in looking at this, is this a bigger stepping stone for MLS or a bigger stepping stone for soccer in the United States? Because I think some people conflate those two things. And a successful major league soccer where the, or while that might be a a feather in the cap for MLS being more competitive with other leagues. I mean, how does that help kind of grow from grassroots all the way through? And and does it? Maybe it does. Maybe there's a huge effect that happens. Um, but clearly in Major League Soccer, they're they're thrilled with this. I mean, ticket sales are going through the roof. We've got games being sold out already in anticipation of him playing the League's Cup now we'll probably get a whole lot more attention this summer if he actually plays, which I guess is still a little bit up in the air when he's actually going to make his debut. Um, all those things are great for MLS and great for the owners of MLS. And I I guess that's my, my concern. Is this just kind of a big thing for Major League Soccer? Or with him being here, does that inspire more kids to go out and maybe check out their local teams? I'll tell you what, uh, I'm sure inner Miami would like to get him on the field soon. Cause I'd check the table and they're at the freaking bottom. <laughs> okay. yeah. Dead last. Yeah, crap. It's going to be very funny and embarrassing for MLS. If Messi comes in here and just fucking just drags his nuts all over the league and like has a hat trick every game and dominates MLS like it's nothing. I think it's going to be very embarrassing if he I, is. I, I don't know if MLS would be embarrassed about that because then they know if, if Messi is coming and he's dominating, like I think the bigger story would be the fact that Messi is dominating and, and you know, you can, you can, they would market the hell out of that and, and, and use it as an opportunity to see the, to see the league grow. I know. I, mean, I keep looking at this as somebody who cares about soccer. I forgot this isn't about <laughs> soccer. <laughs> I, I do think him being successful is huge in terms of MLS. And I mean, they market, they market successful, the but like, I think the bigger problem is success. if he's not successful, if he just kind of like, or maybe he doesn't, he's not, doesn't have his heart into it quite the same way. And he's just, yeah. MLS isn't the farmer's league that the French league is. Okay. You, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be, you're not going to be trucking over Marseille over here. You're you've got to come in and play the San Jose Earthquakes, my friend. Well, and, and I that... think that's that's been one of the issues with 
these European players that come to MLS is I don't think I think that some of them they they come over just expect I think of a, like a Frank Lampard or, or a Pirlo um, or even Steven Gerrard. Gerard. Yeah, yeah, they come here and they think, all right, it's just going to be lounging on the beach and then can you know wake up on the day of the game and, and go out and dominate the way that they the way that they're used to. But I don't think that they understand like the a the talent that exists within this league. I'm not you know it's, it's certainly not. You know, I wouldn't even put it as a top 10 league in the world right now, but it, there's there's talent in MLS. And also, I think one thing that uh, players do not understand when they come over to the, to the U.S. is like the day to day grind of being an MLS player and the fact that like you got to fly from travel. New York. Yeah, you got to fly from New York. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah from this New York isn't to going LA. from London to Liverpool like exactly. you're going from remember, Miami to Seattle. Get I ready. As someone who, you know, used to follow the galaxy more than I, I do now. I remember that was a big complaint with the Steven Gerrard is that he didn't understand like the travel and the grind that comes with being an MLS player. Um, and so I'm curious how Messi is going to embrace that. You know, I know that he um, has a house in Miami. He, he, you know, spends time in Miami during, during his off season. So is he going to, you know, I, I really am curious as to how he's going to embrace that grind, you know, as someone who's, who's followed him for a long time, he's always seemed like a competitor. I mean, even um, even though you know he did struggle a little bit in Paris, and we still had two <laughs> incredible seasons there, when it looked like he wasn't even trying. Um, and, and he's someone who 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 cares and, and wants to wants to succeed, wants to do well. And I think you know he also wants to do well for his friend David Beckham. You know, the um, only person who really came over and dominated was Ibrahimovic. <laughs> that dude came over here. And just kicked everyone's ass. Uh, it was really uh, and, and like MLS marketed the hell out of him, and um, yeah. and um, I'm sure that they were ecstatic that he came over and was doing was scoring volleys from midfield with his first <laughs> the first kick of uh, of his MLS career. I'm sure that they loved that <laughs> because you know. So yeah, yeah be, you know one, one thing I am interested to see in as well is. It's, I think, like like John was saying, with the stepping stones, you know, you got Messi coming over here now in 2022. And then, you know, you have a Copa America that is going to be hosted here in 2024. You have the 2026 World Cup. So I, I think that we won't see the true effect of Messi's impact and, and of Messi's impact and how it impacts soccer in the United States until, until you know, maybe five, six years down the road because we, there are so many important tournaments so many important tournaments coming up i mean the 2026 world cup is going to be a 48 team world cup like that's you know i think i think it'll be a huge huge opportunity for for growth for the growth of soccer in the united states and i think you know i wasn't around in 94 um when when the 94 world cup happened so i've only heard stories in terms of what it did for for the growth of soccer in the united states and leading it and it leading to the establishment of mls but i think that you look at the impact that 94 had, I think that 2026 is going to be that times a thousand because. Oh of- yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger for, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. It's, 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 you know, I, it, it's the overall is it's good. Yes. It's just, I think it's frustrating. Like as somebody who is already in on soccer, like to have to constantly be like, Oh, this is the thing that's going to, validate uh my feelings toward the sport like oh now finally i'm going to be validated finally uh we're going to be uh talked about on national radio and national sports radio and now people are going to finally care about and validate all of the things that i 
feel about this this game. Um, but <laughs> I think that's just kind of the the thing that is just it, it really I can't get that excited because it's just that whole thing again. But you know, maybe this time is different because of the reasons you just laid out. Uh, certainly, the World Cup and this uh, American team that's going to be playing in the World Cup, um, I think they're going to be a lot of expectations, as there were in, in, in 94, I think. Um, I, 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 you know, there could be a lot more excitement, and it could be much bigger. To me, the true test is um, let's see MLS uh, beyond this Apple deal, because – as long as you are just a streaming option, uh, a streaming subscription, you know, that isn't the NFL on Fox. That's not Sunday night football on ESPN. That's not, you know, these big events. If you look at like TV ratings, you know, the biggest TV audiences are for NFL games and they're not always just Sunday night football is the most watched primetime show in the U S you know? Yeah. Um, and until we are watching, uh, until we are seeing TV deals for Major League Soccer that uh, put it in prime time on a, a big network, um, it's always going to be this this other thing, this other niche sport. Um, you know, even behind uh, the nichest of niche sports, in my opinion, which is hockey, uh, it, it really. It drives, and I'm not. I've got nothing against hockey. I've been to a hockey game. It's fun, fun sport, super cool. If you're Canadian, but like, it it kills me that hockey is bigger in the U.S. than soccer is because there's definitely more soccer players in the U.S. than there are hockey players, and the fact that hockey is up in on TV, you know, the NHL playoffs were on TV. Um, NHL games are on TV. Uh, soccer isn't. So, Andrew, I'm actually going to kind of push back on that um, and the idea that that TV is better as opposed to streaming because for 20 – since the existence of MLS, MLS games were on ESPN. They were on Fox in those, you know, at five, at four primetime games, and they, people still weren't watching them. And I actually think the direction that sports is going is going towards more of a streaming, more streaming platforms. I mean, the uh, NFL Sunday ticket is leaving DirecTV and it's going to be on YouTube. Well, I mean, that's why Apple's helping pay Messi's salary. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think that having those streaming, those streaming platforms is actually going to be better for the league long term because – like they're 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 making so much more in revenue from this Apple deal than they ever were making with ES with ESPN um, or with Fox, and it's like yes, you know, people have to pay the inconvenience of I think. It's- but the problem is Apple isn't making money off of this deal. Uh, these streaming services are money losers for these companies. Um, uh, Paramount, HBO, uh, a slash Discovery, whatever. Um, uh, Apple. Uh, they're all losing money. Netflix started even started losing money. And Netflix was the first there. So they're, I think, a little bit more insulated. But uh, the the streaming landscape is so fractured. I think in five years, we're going to see a, like a consolidation of streaming services. There's just too many right now. They're losing money for these companies. I don't know 
and maybe it does look something more like the big three, but now it's just you, you, you purchase streaming subscriptions for these, for these networks. But yeah, uh, you're all right that, that it's been on TV before and the deal is not uh, just a TV deal. Isn't the indicator. I think my point is it's the audience, the, 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 the event, you know, the appointment television where like, people want to watch the game, right? Like, like you, like Sunday night football or, or whatever, you know, people plan their uh, weekends around, you know, college football on Saturdays, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't think soccer needs to be as big or bigger than the NFL to be successful, but uh, I would like for it to be more of a cultural thing here than, than it is right now, for sure. And I think part of that is, and sorry, I know John's been meaning to step in for a while, but I think like real quick, like what you're talking about with hockey, I think part of it is just because the NHL has existed for much longer than uh, MLS has. And so it, it is more ingrained into the psyche of America, of Americans as opposed to MLS. MLS is barely older than I am. <laughs> um, um, like a year older than I am. MLS is founding year is what, 1996? I was born in 1997. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a, a long, long time for, yeah. I think, I think the sports grow. So I don't know. Part of me is like, I, 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 I see it growing. And part of me is like, I just, maybe it's just blind faith. Maybe it's, it's just this like blind belief that I think the sport is going to grow. But I mean, I, I feel like I've seen the sport grow in the last five, 10 years, just, you know, in, in the years where I've become a fan. Um, and, and I'm sure that y'all have seen it grow, you know, since the 94 world cup and, and, even before then, like John was talking about with the NASL in the seventies. Anyway, I'm going to shut up because I know John had to try to talk for like 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, Andrew, you had mentioned appointment television and that is a, a direct result of, of linear broadcast, right? And, and we have been seeing, especially over the last decade, but probably starting closer to 20 years ago, this switch of more and more streaming. And again, as a high school teacher, I see a lot of, as, I see changes with the kids and how they react. And I have students who, who, if I'll mention ABC, NBC, CBS, they don't know what that is. They, they don't know. It's just like, maybe they've heard of it somewhere, but they don't, because almost nobody watches linear television anymore. Everything. <laughs> old people do. Old that, people do. <laughs> well, right, exactly. So this is where I think the, the demographic is changing. So you still have people who are clinging and like this idea. I think live idea. sports is still the only thing that gets people to watch TV at a certain time. Right. And I think what a lot of these broadcast networks are realizing is that you do, you're missing out on a lot of fans when you only show one thing in this time slot. That you may get a lot of fans to tune in, but if you could also let people pick what they would like to watch in that, if they'd like to watch something different, that they have options. And if this is where, as, as Nate said, I think this idea of streaming is not going away. Like we're, we're getting closer and closer to the idea of, of traditional cable, which again, as a side note, it, it drives me crazy and say, well, I don't want to pay for a streaming service when I can get it for free. I don't know who's getting ESPN or Fox for free. You have a cable bill that you pay. I, these people are so used to paying it. They don't think about the hundreds of dollars that they pay for that. And then they're paying for something on top of it, which I totally get if you want to have both. But 
the idea that these things are free on television is is just we're so used to that if you're especially my age that's what you've grown up with you you have cable that's how you got all your television and now with the internet that is changing i think this apple deal with major league soccer is i as a tech person because it's something i teach also i find it fascinating i'm really interested to see how this plays out i don't know if it's a going to be in the long run a good or great deal or terrible deal for either of these entities, Major League Soccer or Apple. But for me, I can see, to, to me, this looks like Apple is positioning themselves. They're using Major League Soccer as a testing ground and to work things out to go after bigger fish as well. And frankly, for Apple, maybe their subscriptions aren't fantastic for MLS in the US but they control all the worldwide rights. It's just Apple you go to. They they control everything. You're not selling it off to somebody else to go watch. So I think it's partly changing people's habits, which I'm sure will change over time because that's, that's where we're headed. Um, whether that gets people more or less connected, because one of the things to go back to Andrew's point about you know, appointment television, when I was younger, you know, in high school, in the 80s, right, you had your three big networks, and then Fox came along as well, but you had ABC, NBC, and CBS, and you'd have your sports on there. And there were limited things you could watch, and everybody watched the same limited things. So there was kind of a collective consciousness that people grew up with knowing certain teams, and it was whatever the networks pushed on you, you know, whether it was college football in Notre Dame or, you know, whatever it was. The stupid Atlanta Braves you, on WGN that right, for you, some reason you had to watch saw. it because that's, that's what your options were. And I think as soccer fans over the years, we have learned how to find the streams for our matches to get what we want. And I think an awful lot of people in soccer have just not turned their backs on broadcast television, but we don't expect to see it there. We don't expect to see it on SportsCenter for highlights. We don't expect them to talk about it. Or on Pardon the Interruption, as Nate was saying earlier, we just we just don't expect to hear it there. We go other places to find or satisfy, I guess, our our needs as a soccer supporter. I will, I will, I will say Apple TV does have like the best sci-fi shows, and and I know Foundation is coming back in July, which very personally excited about. I don't know when we're going to get another season of Severance or the writer's strike, but uh, they do have that going for them, and I hope they keep pouring money, setting money on fire to make those shows because they're good. <laughs> well, they they have money to burn. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have an iPhone. I don't. I don't give them no money, man. <laughs> well, yeah, so I think that's that, that's a big part of I think what they see with with Messi coming is, you know, that's part of their deal is, you know, get this guy to come in and get people are going to people will subscribe to MLS on Apple to watch Messi play. A lot of people are going to do that. I mean, we we were joking on on here about nobody subscribing to that crap on MLS uh, on Apple and They've got to give away the subscriptions or have like a, a deal. They don't have that problem anymore uh, because people are going to people are going to subscribe to watch Messi. I mean, shit, I might do it. Like, 
and I don't like MLS, but you know what? I'm I'm I might want to see uh I might want to watch some of those those inner Miami games because hey, it's gonna be something to see. I, I I really am curious uh what he's going to look like on the field um week in and week out in MLS. Yeah, whether he plays on the turf fields or not, since we have a lot of them in MLS. Oh, you think he wouldn't he just wouldn't come out on the turf fields? We get a lot of, I, I think a lot of players who come over on these DP contracts and stuff, they, the, the coaches and stuff also, they really limit, especially as they're in their 30s, limit their playing on turf fields. I remember that was a big thing with Zlatan. And you know, his case was a little bit different because he was coming off a ruptured ACL. Um, but I remember he would, I mean, he, sometimes he would play on turf, but like I remember. Uh, like when the Galaxy would go to like Portland, he usually wouldn't play. When they would go to Atlanta, he usually he usually wouldn't play, um, which sucks because he was basically that entire team. But yeah, I am. You know, it's something I didn't even think about. I didn't think about either, John. But that does make sense. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting. It might be interesting to see if this more money coming into that league if they start converting some of their fields or not. You know. Oh man, some Good some places luck. would be difficult. Would be Good really luck, difficult. Man, this country, man, these these fields. I mean, they're. I mean, I don't like. I don't like them. I mean, players don't like them, but cost wise, I, I get why why they why they're out there. Okay. Um. Well. Uh. Before we sign off for the evening, I wanted to to toss it up to Nate or John if there's anything that we didn't get to talk about um, any burning issues uh, from the week or uh, the week to come that we need to hit upon. I know last week we had neglected to mention the Dortmund match in the main pod and, and we, uh, we salvaged ourselves uh, <laughs> in the lounge. Um, have we missed anything this week? I don't think so. I don't think there's anything major that, that we're missing at all. We just got big, Big summer of soccer at the Snapdragon this summer. Oh my gosh! Just had uh, Mexico yeah. Cameroon match and yeah, Gold Cup a, matches. Uh, the reality show team is coming. I'm I'm really excited about that one. <laughs> and then of course, uh, yeah, Gold Cup and then Loyal and Dortmund. All right. Well, um, Nate, once again, where can people find you if they want to get in touch? Uh, you can find me at and Wiggins Eleven on Instagram uh, and on Twitter. Uh, like I said, not not really doing much tweeting right now, but uh, yeah, if you want to see uh, pictures of me with my Coronado mug, uh, you can find those on Instagram along with a whole host of other stuff. Andrew, are you part of the are you part of the mug club now? Because I know you have. Do you just pay for the mug, or are you part of the mug? I, club? Yeah, I'm just paying for the mug. Uh, okay. I just don't want to go wait in line, so I just get the bigger one. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> John, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Discord at John Cross. All right. And uh, thanks you, thanks to everybody that was uh, participating in the chat. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Um, I'm Andrew Dyer. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew P. Dyer. I'm also on the Discord. And uh, until next week, um, hey, come out to the game tomorrow. Uh, we definitely need everybody out there who can come. But uh, we'll be back next week. Peace, everybody.